0: Hey, Brando Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back
1: to Going In Raw News Brief. We're going to try to keep this one brief today, but we've got a lot. We've got a lot to unpack here with the creative changes there in WWE. Paul Heyman out. Bruce Pritchard, more power, more. But we'll see if it's better. Let's try to get this one up to 600 likes. Larson, uh, kick this thing off. What's going on here?
2: Sure. So uh, following the news late yesterday that Paul Heyman was out. As executive director of Raw, we're getting a bunch of new details. Uh wrestlingnews.co is reporting that the move was Vince's call and that Heyman did not quit and the reason that Vince made the move was his concern over Raw's declining ratings. Not really surprised, kind of what we expect. Yeah. Uh PW Insider is reporting that Vince had become quote very upset and quote openly frustrated with the state of Raw. With Russell votes saying that a source told them that the show had been, quote, a mess lately and that the show apparently couldn't continue in the state it was in, noting that, quote, at times recently, the show has changed up to the point of air, which I assume uh, means they are rewriting up until the point the show is supposed to go live. Even though the the way they're taping things uh, lately, I guess that would mean, uh, uh, well, I guess it could mean that even as far as re-editing, reshoots, who knows? based on what was uh, on, on paper, on the script. Uh, a source within WB's front office told Wrestling Observer, quote, I am shocked it took this long. Everyone knew it was coming. Vince did not like Paul. Sort of a repeat
1: of, what, 2003 or so. Um yeah. So, uh, so, yeah. Uh, of course, uh, a lot of the wrestling journalists are chiming in with their own uh, sources, their own takes. Uh, Tom Colohue, also noted, uh, quote, that one of the reasons behind this change was apparently due to Vince McMahon no longer having the XFL to focus on. Uh, Wrestlingnews.co also reported that McMahon is more involved with Raw than SmackDown, and that made Heyman's job much harder as he had to try to push his ideas while trying to keep McMahon happy. Wrestling Observer states that Vince had seemingly had a change of philosophy given the current pandemic, stating... Previously, the mentality was all about the future. The XFL was a long-term play. Raw under Heyman was a long-term play. Now the mentality is to worry about what you have and think about now. Even though the company is going to be more profitable this year and next than probably any time uh, in its in its existence. And and honestly, man, you can see how both shows are playing out in that manner. We've got two veterans for the IC title, uh, AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan. That's playing out tonight. You've got uh, one of their other big feuds that they're focusing on, Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus. Obviously, mm-hmm. they, they're they big-time veterans. Uh, mm-hmm. You've got two veterans who are bolstering the relatively young to the company, Braun Strowman, the universal champion. He's taken on Miz and Morrison, so you're adding yeah. veterans to that mix as well
2: why you look over on Raw uh, for the the U.S. title match at Backlash on Draw Day versus Apollo. You know, uh, both up-and-coming talents. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then uh, you have Drew McIntyre as your top champ um, who, you know, he's been in the wrestling business for a very long time, uh, but just finally getting his long-deserved push to the main event. So, you know, based on how Raw has been approaching things, focusing on younger talent is obvious when Heyman's ideas was pushing for and developing new talent rather than rely on veterans and part-timers. And that seemingly may have been a point of contention between himself events. Uh, the newsletter notes that quote Heyman had pushed the idea of 18 months or longer with the idea. The company wasn't making stars need to create new stars, particularly that appealed to younger fans, mm-hmm. which is true. Yeah. Uh, PW Insider ads quote, but with no one exploding as immediate draw, in the Raw series, taking the hardest hit in terms of viewership during the COVID-19 pandemic. It was probably only a matter of time before McMahon would make the call to change things up. I will say it's kind of hard to get any sort of gauge as far as who is getting over when you don't have fans in attendance.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, if they're if they're solely relying on the ratings, this is such a it's you, you can't. I mean, you can't. What, I mean, they could potentially, I guess, tell the Tell the Performance Center recruits who are in the crowd and the NXT stars in the hey, crowd. If, if, to you pop. Really, if
2: you really like Drew, pop louder for him.
1: <laughs> exactly. So, uh, so yeah. Uh, of course, there's also a, a, a reaction backstage to what's going on. PW Insider is reporting that backstage, quote, among raw talents we spoke to, there was a shock and surprise about Heyman's ousting as most we spoke to enjoyed working with him and felt he was trying to build them, especially those who had rarely been given a chance to be presented consistently as a potential star. Wrestling Observer adds to that much of the talent on the Raw side was concerned for obvious reasons. Most had never had a national push. Some had languished on the main roster before Heyman. At the same time, McMahon has a notorious lack of patience, and the joke is that if you don't get over with him in three weeks, that he loses interest. Larson, we've seen this happen. Many, many times we've seen this happen. Uh, Umberto Carrillo gets a uh, 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 potentially, uh, you know, he's on the precipice of, of of getting over on AJ Styles and then poof,
2: yanked, you know, Even prior to that. Cedric Alexander. There you Ricochet go. Ricochet is another name.
1: Ricochet is another name. I mean, Alistair Black sat in a room for a year, a year.
2: Basically, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: the belief is that McIntyre and the Street Profits are liked by McMahon and are probably safe, although they will be more subject to the whims of booking that may or may not protect them as well. As far as everyone else, it's anyone's guess. Uh, uh, Feifel yeah.
2: Select... Oh, uh, sorry, do you have more to add?
1: No, no, go ahead.
2: All right, uh, Feifel Select has heard, quote, from a variety of performers, both in and out of WWE, with responses landing all over the map, apparently ranging from, uh, quote, general disappointment and surprise, all the way to... Quote others indicating they could see the writing on the wall of late and then Feifel select notes that uh, uh, the younger wrestlers uh, are particularly disappointed in their words um, and, and uh, quote Heyman was well known for wanting new blood on his shows you um, I mean Heyman's philosophy of building for the future is something that WB has not done for a number of years uh, in terms of developing new stars. Uh, to serve as cornerstones for the, the, the respective brands. is something they've not done a particularly good job of last decade, maybe. Um, yeah. Um, It's something that needs to be addressed. So it, 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 it's, it, I wonder if this is, is, is a matter of uh, the circumstance of Heyman trying to carry out this plan um, and having to do so at a time when uh, there's no immediate feedback from fans in attendance.
1: There was a a report from Fightful Select today, and I don't want to. I won't dig too deep into it because we like you know. Hey, this is a it's a subservice. Uh, We really that's why we really encourage people to go out and pay for things like Fightful Select. Go subscribe uh, to Fightful Select. Even like PW Insider Elite stuff like that. Like, look, man, these guys are putting in work, Um, and uh, and so we really encourage. Our fans out there, because this is a service that we really enjoy. You know, I like getting you know up to date emails, and I know Sean Rossap is going to have a lot. Fightful is going to have a lot more in the coming days about this, especially with backlash just coming up on Sunday. But uh, this this particular report here, this particular update for the situation, uh, he says there was a lighthearted joke backstage that Raw was built around the catering crew instead of the SmackDown 6 this time. So as you guys may or may not know, back in the day in 2003 when Paul Heyman was writing SmackDown, there was the SmackDown 6 that he was basing the stories around, and that's when SmackDown was really creatively and in the ratings starting to overtake Raw because Mm -hmm. he took like these talented people who might not have been the biggest names, but he built around them. It was uh, uh, Chavo, Eddie, Edge, Angle, uh, and uh, two more. (laughs) Ray. Mm And uh mm-hmm. one more. Who was it, dude? Who was it? I forget now. <laughs> Anyways, there were six of them. Um, well, am I thinking Benoit? Am I leaving out Benoit? I think that's who maybe knows. Benoit was check. the other one. I hope I got that right. I probably didn't. I'll I'm check, gonna get I'll blasted. Check, I'll check. Carry on. But uh they talk about AOP, Zelina, Andrade, Umberto and Carrillo, Alistair Black, Andrade, and Buddy Murphy were all relegated to SmackDown's catering areas the year before, and were are hardly. Congratulations,
2: used to- you got it right. Oh wow, that's shocking.
1: Uh, and were hardly used on WWE TV. Heyman was a big fan of Buddy Murphy and Apollo Crews, um, and he really wanted to keep on trying with Ricochet and Cedric Alexander, uh, but Vince McMahon had pulled the plug on their push, which is just absolutely like mind blowing. There was an interesting, uh, there was an interesting graph that I saw not long ago, and I want to give a shout out to. I want to say it's Wrestlenomics.
2: Mm-hmm. is that what it
1: is? I want to make yeah. sure I get their Twitter account, right?
2: I believe so. Yeah.
1: Um, where they talk about like wrestling and numbers and stuff like that. And I think that's where this graph came from. Um, I don't have it in front of me, but I remember it pretty vividly. And it, 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 it showed the level of Google trend interest in WWE championship names. Uh, yeah. wrestlenomics Okay. Um, and I believe this came from them. Uh, and and it it all stopped at Jinder Mahal. So like there was a lot of Google trend interest in the names of WWE champions while they were champion. Jinder Mahal killed it. Like it went way down with him, and wow. ever since him, it has been in the negative. Like compared wow. to where it was before. Yeah. Um. Now I'm not gonna blame everything on the decision to to push Jinder, but there did seem to be. I mean, since then, man, there has been. It, creatively WWE has been extra like it's been it's been more of a mess than I feel like around that time like if you remember when they did originally like the brand split what was a 2015
2: 2016
1: yeah. 26 okay 2016 like, you know, Raw was a pretty exciting place to be. Like when yeah. when they brought Finn Balor in, even like SmackDown had its ups and downs, but even SmackDown was was pretty decent
2: at times. Well, by the by the end of that year it got to be so it was pretty enjoyable.
1: I believe yeah, I think Smackdown it was around was, then. Yeah. Um yeah. and then, you know, you get you put the title on on Jinder Mahal for no other reason. And look, I I think I you and I are both Jinder fans. But mm-hmm. you can't you can't say that for that 6 months, you know, he was treated as anything but you know, a guy who, you know, we're just waiting on him to lose the title. And I could see how interest would drop. And, the you know, by all accounts, the reason why they put that title on gender was because they were trying to penetrate the Indian market. And he was a character who could do that. Um, and evidently, it didn't, you know, it it didn't really work. And on top of that, maybe it made people lose interest in the product. Now, you didn't see a dramatic fall in the ratings. or There wasn't anything that was like overnight all of a sudden ratings are really bad, but you can't say that I mean since then, creatively speaking, like it's been it's been up and down really, you know, mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. nothing nothing that they've really done since then has been overwhelming overwhelmingly compelling. Um yeah. some of the Rhonda stuff was really good. Um the Becky yeah, stuff flashes the Becky stuff here and there <laughs> was good. Yeah. But uh but yeah, I don't know, man. I just I think that yeah, it's yeah there's
2: been there's been flashes of interesting story, but just to, to balance the, the the bits that are interesting, they've had a lot of bad stuff. Yeah. like the whole prolonged bit with Shane and Kevin Owens that mm-hmm. went on forever. Yeah, that just bogged down the whole show. I yeah, mean, the, 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 there's been so many uh, uh, instances of stuff like that where, seemingly on SmackDown too, it's kind of thing. Seemingly whenever they insert. Um, uh, Shane McMahon in a storyline and a prominent role on SmackDown, it just takes over the whole show, mm-hmm. it bogs it down. He turned heel yeah. uh, against the Miz. Same thing. Um, uh, you know, so long as it seemingly, like whenever Shane wasn't the focus, of stories on SmackDown, SmackDown has been more, more or less, an enjoyable show. Yeah. Is it groundbreaking? No. Is it must-watch TV? Probably not. But it's still enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, we just don't get a whole lot of those, 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 those. To borrow a phrase that WB used to be fond of, OMG moments. Yeah, right. On WB television anymore. Yeah, it's all it's all you know straightforward, for the most part, straightforward storytelling. Not a whole lot of surprises. There'll be some fun moments, um, and then, but far too often they'll set something up <clears throat> Follow the week's gone. Yeah, and, and there's, there, dude, there's still a lot of lack of
1: follow-through. There's also, I mean, look, there's also the matter of. And I don't know how much of this is Heyman. I mean, I know, like, well, for one thing, Raw being three hours during the empty arena era, even if you have, like, the PC people in the crowd, it's just, it's... I mean, even, dude, even when there was a crowd, three hours is a lot, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's just, it makes it extra. And, I mean, I, it's funny because I've seen a whole variety of, of opinions in terms of how Raw is creatively versus how SmackDown is creative. I know I know these days lately I've been enjoying SmackDown much more than Raw. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's just it's it's not an easy time right now, but also, man, and I don't know if I don't know if you, there's no way to know, but when you push younger stars, you have to commit. Yeah. and having Alistair Black beat Seth Rollins, but never definitively, like if they go one on one in the ring. I never think that Aleister Black is going to definitively win, and mm. he hasn't. Like last time when he did, because I think he pinned Seth like two weeks ago, but yeah. it was because of some interference. Yeah, um, roll up too. Yeah, 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 thank you. Yeah, it was a roll up. So it's not like he got him black mass boom. He got one, two, three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They never let the young stars really get over to have that one catalyst moment where, boom, they're out there. You know, even yeah. in the hierarchy of uh, Angel Garza and uh, uh, Andrade, Andrade's still the top dog. And Andrade, I mean, look, he's he's been around a little while. I would still consider him a young guy, but Angel Garza obviously is a lot more fresh face than he is. So, And I know uh, Angel Garza had a win against Kevin Owens. Um, there was a mm-hmm. little bit of interference there, but that was a solid win. Mm -hmm. I don't know, man. I think that, like, at some point, you have to bite the bullet and just invest in the future and let that play out the way it's going to. Maybe right now isn't the time to do that because we're in the empty arena era. Maybe that now is the time, and maybe Vince is right right now. Maybe you go all in on, like, the most established people in the most prominent spots because of what we're dealing with right now.
2: Yeah, I don't know. But, you know, history has shown that Vince has shown the willingness to take that step mm-hmm. to, to to take short-term losses for long-term gains he did that in the new generation era granted the transition from uh hogan being top guy uh, wasn't seamless it wasn't smooth but ultimately it was made and yeah, yeah the new generation phase of wb is probably one of the low points of the whole company but he realized that he, that that uh, hulkamania was running out of steam and needed to move on from it yeah uh likewise ruthless aggression era that was the whole thing was like hey we need to invest in, in building new stars because Stone Cold's hurt. Um, you know, and in, in, in two thousand three, he was gone. The Rock was on his way to Hollywood. They needed to develop new stars, yeah. and they did it. They realized yeah. it was going to be a situation where they were going to take a hit in the ratings, but the hope was long term they would build up. You know, and uh, to a degree, they were successful because that's you know we saw John Cena, Brock Lesnar, uh, Kurt Angle really established himself, Randy Orton, Batista. You know, so to a certain degree, they were successful. But it seems now there's a a complete unwillingness to to see that they are in that situation that they have to invest uh, the time and money in developing new talent to take them into the future. And they're just they they can't commit to it or they won't commit to. it.
1: Well, there's two things also. Number one, one thing about developing new talent is it's got to be in creative as well. You know what I mean? And I know he likes his inner circle. He likes his Bruce Pritchard's who will tell them, you know, by all accounts, who will say, yeah, you're right. Or at least has the same philosophies as Vince, regardless of what they are. Um, He likes he likes his inner circle. He's known Paul Heyman for a very long time, Um, you know, but that's the problem with getting rid of guys like Jimmy Jacobs uh, is that, you know, you got fresh blood. Who is out there, you know, and and could be bringing something new. You know, he did the Festival of Friendship stuff, which are most famously Mm -hmm. with Jericho and and Kevin Owens. And that Mm -hmm. is still talked about to this day. Mm -hmm. Um, So you need that. But also, number two, dude, you would think that right now would be the perfect time to build stars. You're at the beginning of your new TV contract. So, like, yes. I mean, why couldn't you tell USA? Hey we're going to be rebuilding some stars for the first year of this, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, mm-hmm. we're going to do what we can. We're still WWE. We're still going to be delivering a solid, you know, whatever, however, two and a half million or whatever uh, during the normal era. Um, but, you know, within two years or within 12 months, you should start to see this pay off because we're really going to be hammering this home. We're going to be building these new stars. Now is the time to do it because they're locked in for five years. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but uh, yeah, I so. Evidently, that's not the case. The XFL is gone and Vince, it is it like <laughs> Vince is back.
2: Vince is playing for the now. Uh, but anyways, all this creative creative upheaval on main, uh, one wonders, could NXT be next? Yeah. Uh, well, Wrestlingnews.co states, quote, I was told that McMahon has been frustrated with NXT ratings as well, but right now it doesn't look like there are any changes coming for that brand. For the, on the creative side, but there has been talk of using more talent from Raw and SmackDown on that show.
1: You know, man, if they do it, they better damn well motivate it by previous relationships. because, like, people liked NXT. They like seeing, you know, the faces from the independent ranks come in. And if you're going to have main roster talent, Kevin Owens isn't doing anything on Raw right now. Uh, Not now, really. with the change, that might change because he is more of an established face. I could see him swooping in somehow and getting that U.S. title scene. You know, the I mean US- how-
2: yeah yeah but how awesome was it when he showed up at war games to take on the dispute? amazing Amazing. i would love to see that i would love to see that i know and adam cole in his promo this week says no one in nxt or wwe can beat him for that nxt title which put the thought in my brain oh maybe someone from raw or smackdown has come over and and challenge him. yeah but
1: dude it can't be a dumping ground for talent that they're not getting over i don't want to see ricochet back in nxt i don't want to see i mean cedric wasn't in nxt That's a name I wouldn't actually mind maybe seeing because he hasn't been there. I wouldn't mind seeing a Cedric Alexander takeover match. We've seen Ricochet Mm -hmm. there. It seemed like a demotion for him. It seemed worse Mm -hmm. for him. But Mm -hmm. yeah, guys like Kevin Owens, guys who have relationships, who who can be, who have a motivation to be there. I'm okay with that. But at the same time, like NXT is starting to close that viewership gap, the overall viewership gap with AEW. Mm-hmm. And again, we're also in a really weird time creatively. NXT has been really, really good lately. Uh, you know, hopefully, they're able to say, "Hey, just give this, let this play out a little bit longer." Yeah. Um, but if you're going to do that, make sure the the names that go back there are strategically placed so yeah. they could generate the biggest interest and not just, yes.
2: oh, we'll just shove some people over there, you know? Yeah, without any thought to it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's, I mean, well, one we- of the big, one of the most stunning like misuses lately. Uh, has been Aleister Black, though. It, un, I mean, dude, when he came, when he was in NXT, he was the just the the most amazing thing. And then they literally mm-hmm. put him in a room for a year. That,
2: I know. Just totally ruined all his mystique. That's shocking
1: to me. Absolutely shocking.
2: Well, we got a SmackDown tonight. Looks like it could be pretty solid. Uh, yep. What I would assume would be the main event. Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles meet in the Intercontinental Championship Tournament Finals. Every indication we've gotten is that this match is outstanding. So we could be in for a treat of a main event tonight.
1: Yeah, no, this should be amazing. Uh, Jeff Hardy and Sheamus, to converge for a contract signing ahead of Backlash. This will be interesting. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There's
2: some spoilers out there about this. We'll just leave it at that. Uh, And and then, uh, uh, yeah, go ahead. Heavy machinery, so Tucky's back. Reunite alongside Braun Strowman to face Dolph, The Miz, and John Morrison. Is there any chance uh, Tucky turns on Otis tonight? I hope not, because I just kind of feel like that's lazy storytelling.
1: Yeah, I know, which is why I'm bringing it up as a possibility. Yeah, no, I mean, it wouldn't
2: surprise me, but it feels like it'd be kind of lazy. Otis has nothing to do right now? I know, but it, it, I guess if the alternative is Tucky's not in TV ever, I guess it's good to have him involved in something. Oh, yeah, I'd rather have him be around than not, for sure. Not around, but it'd be ideal if they could find a way to approach it where it's just not your standard tag team breaks up so one of them can go on uh, a singles run, you know?
1: Yeah, but Otis is, here's the thing, this is why. Otis is already on a singles run, and uh, Tucky rightfully could be, I mean, look, this story really does, I, I know you might think it's lazy, but, like, I almost feel like it'd be weird if they didn't pull the trigger on this, because mm-hmm. Otis has left his best friend for a girl. This is a, and, and Bruce Pritchard loves that kind of story. Yes, he you know, does. You know, the, the old tropes, the old conventions. Yes. Um, so it wouldn't shock me if we if we saw this at all. Yeah, it but, wouldn't shock
2: uh, me either. I'm just kind of hoping that for a more creative. Approach.
1: Because you have to have some way how uh, Miz and Morrison uh, are gonna get uh, are gonna stand tall over Braun and Tucky turning heel on Otis and leaving th- and them leaving him out to dry. That totally is probably going to be the case. entirely possible yeah anyways uh so yeah let us know what you guys think in the comments below hit that like button man let's get this one to 600 thanks everybody for tuning in appreciate it until next time we'll talk to you later
2: goodbye